The self-destruct sequence has been activated. Repeat. The self-destruct sequence has been activated. This sequence may not be aborted. All employees proceed to the emergency car at the bottom platform. Okay, we lit it just like a fuse, so no need to pick and choose Welcome to 2020, where we do more than interviews The hottest be coming through, jumping knowledge on all of you Get a beaker to front of you with the truth that they offer you Yeah, hands up, we doing it for the culture To give artists and businesses more exposure Keeping it real and stay silent just like a boulder It's about to go all the way down, can get no lower Chasing my dreams, know that they get no slower But if I stay running, I promise they getting closer Moreover, success my older And if you're sleeping on me, I'm waking them up like boulders I told you, coming from the land with the tide roll We'll be on the whole Different vibe though. We like to ride slow and keep our windows tinted so you really can see us like Stevie Wonder waking up with his eyes closed. Yeah, got the kind of flow that rock the boat. On my 16s of pounds of dope. And if you figure you can hang with me on the mic, then grab some rope. Matter of fact, better grab some hope while you at it. We keep it live, it's time to tune in. Turn up the sound on what you're using. It goes so hard, I think it's bruising. The show is 2020, no need to zoom in. Yeah. No, they be All right. Yo, what's up? I'm your boy, Sir 2020 Podcast. I would like to welcome you to another episode of what we call Squad Goals. So, yeah, welcome to Squad Goals. <laughs> episode <Whoa>. two. <laughs> gang, gang. So, um, to those of you who don't know, again, I'm Sir, CEO slash founder slash all this jazz of 2020 Podcast. You know who I am. And uh, some of my compatriots here have joined us to have a deep conversation. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I guess we'll start with Malcolm. Go ahead, Malcolm. My bad. I was not trying to move my camera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Malcolm, Mobile, Alabama, 251, DIP, Port Cedar Rays. I'm here. I'm going to finish putting my camera. All right. And I guess next we'll have uh, our guest, our newest guest today, uh, Shekana. Hey. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Shekana, um, by way of Chicago, currently in Danville, Illinois. Thanks for having me. Yo, y'all already know my homegirl returning again from the black side, Katie Kelly. Go ahead and introduce, introduce yourself, gangster. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, guys. I'm Katie. I'm here in Nevada. I live life. Hi. All right. And the man that I met by making fun of orphans, my best friend in the whole wide world, <laughs> Wyatt Stokes. Hey, uh, so we really gonna have to explain the story. For real. <laughs> because like, it can't, we can't keep just saying that. But uh, yeah, was a, it, it, was, it was a long story. And, and as long as he and I, we got the joke. And after that, we were best friends ever since. So, uh, but yeah, my name is Wyatt. Um, I'm in Huntsville, Alabama. Happy to be here. Hey, y'all already know who's next. She over here playing in her hair like ain't nobody looking. E Breezy. Hey, everybody. This is E Breezy, a.k.a. Nini. Uh, what's hey. up over here in the silk? The silk master, you know what I'm saying? Ah, see what you did there. All right. Okay. I love it. I love it. And last but not least, my adorable sister, Miss Lauren. Come on in. Hey guys, I am Lauren, owner of Mind, Body, and Wellness Nutrition. Hey, and uh, we got a new challenger coming in. Uh, uh, there you go. Yo. Jay Spriggs in the building. Go ahead, introduce yourself, player. 
What's up, man? Jay Spriggs in the building. Spriggs World reporting live. What, what's up? Not much. We had to do that on the fly because I just accepted your invite. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome. All right. Well, Malcolm, what we're going to do, well, Jordan, uh, well, Jay, I'm saying Jordan. Well, I'm thinking about Kobe and Jordan conversation early. But anyway, so the conversation, oh, right, the topic <laughs> is about cheating. So mm. Malcolm has a story he's going to tell, and then we're going to go into the topic of cheating in its entirety. Can it be fixed? What does it mean? What needs to be discussed? Just generally. All right. So Malcolm is on you, Blur. I'm going to mute everybody else. Guess I give up. I was trying to do a green screen, but it wasn't working out for me. Oh, man. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Can y'all hear me good? Mm-hmm. That's not new technology. All right. Excuse the dust pan over there. You know, they let you know how to clean. So, <laughs> we are talking about cheating. So, I'm going to tell oh, my story. All right? So, boom. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So for those of you who don't know, I used to be married. Uh, I was married for seven years. Um, I was somebody that looked at my family growing up and looking at what happened with my mom and my dad. And I always said, man, I don't never want that to happen. Because I looked at how bad it affected my lifestyle. So as a, as a young adult, as a child growing up, and even to my age where I'm at right now. So in my marriage, of course, neither one of us were perfect. I definitely, I, wouldn't, I know I wasn't perfect. I had my moments. Um, I never had intercourse with anybody. I felt like that was just going too far, but it still don't make anything else I did right. Well, um, in 2015, uh, my ex went out of our marriage with a female. Okay, so for, so for four years, there was a period of time where she decided she still wanted to be friends with the person. And I suffered through that for four years <laughs> because my mindset was like, okay, I still want to be here. This is all I know. I've been with this girl since I was 19 years old. So what the hell else am I supposed to do? So it was very difficult. It was tough because it was like trying to be a husband, trying to get over hurt, and especially being in a position where you're still looking at the person that the situation happened with. And then you're expected to act like it's cool. So it was rough, it was tough. I picked up a lot of weight. I stopped, I alienated my family. You let Lauren tell it, well she got, woo, let Lauren tell it. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it was just rough. So I finally got out of that and I've been a whole lot better since I changed, changed say 50% by switching to Geico. So. That's my story. All right, bro. So thank you for sharing that. That's not an easy conversation to have. You and I had this conversation before. And uh, I thank you before because that's not an easy conversation to have for several reasons. One, uh, you're basically being naked emotionally. You're sharing your story. Uh, the second thing is, some people will feel uncomfortable, you know, telling the truth to that degree. You know, it's one thing to cheat, but apparently there's like another stigma to it if it your spouse is cheating with someone of the same sex. So I've seen that happen before. And I've also seen where people kind of clown it. So I appreciate you for being forthcoming about that conversation. 
and sharing it with us so we can kind of discuss it. Because I think the first thing we need to do is kind of heal that stigma that, you know, what happens in this house stays in this house. I think you can heal a lot of people by sharing your story and when people can relate. So I'm going to open the floor to anybody who wants to speak first, maybe ask questions or have an input on the situation. Go ahead, Shekana. Come on up, girl. Hold on. Let me let you in. All right. Yes, I definitely have a question for it. Is it Malcolm. Mm -hmm. Is that your name? Yeah, it's Malcolm. Okay. I have a question. Um, were when she wanted to remain friends with this woman she had the affair with, um, at any time before, like any time before that, did you know she was like bisexual, bi curious? Had you all had conversations? Had you all engaged in some type of like threesome situations beforehand? No, no, none of that three people stuff. What's me is mine, what's mine is me. So, uh, <laughs> but you know how you had that conversation of, you know, I did this when I was in college, or I did that, or I've experienced that before. It was more like that, but that was really it. Right, so you weren't expecting, this is like unexpected. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And it, was, it happened during a time when I was getting ready to turn 25. Um, and there's not one guy that I've ever talked to that has told me that right, that are guys that are older than me. So I'm like talking like Jeremy and Wyatt, that when you got ready to turn 25, your mind shifted to this place of like, shit, I'm getting old. Life is real. So oh, you're only like, 25, yeah. That's I a lot. 25, I went through like a deep depression, like still doing everything I was supposed to do, but I like legit shut down. And it was a wow. situation where that's a period of time where you're supposed to be like, okay, I see you're having an issue. I'm not going to try to fix it, but I'm going to try to be there. But instead, it was a, I'm going to go find something else. But, um, like Jeremy was saying, thanks for sharing that because a lot of men don't talk about, you know, they don't get specifics about how they got cheated on or like men be hurt too and they don't want to talk about it. Or they'd be like, man, F her. <laughs> like mm -hmm. that's their first response or no, I don't mess with her like that no more. You know, they just, you know, they put up those roadblocks not to get into it. So thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate it. I guess I have a question. Like from the process of like, trying to wrap your mind around the situation, what was like your first general response? Like what did, what went through your head? I guess I'm asking like, because for me in situations where I'm kind of thrown off, I'm put in like a state of shock to the point where I don't speak, talk or do anything. I just kind of just be. So where, what, I guess what kind of place did it put you in initially? Um, it put me in a real bad place because it was like, damn, here we go again, some bullshit. Mm -hmm. And the day, the, the fucked up part where it was, the day that, <coughs> that it got confessed to me was the anniversary of the death of my mom. So it was just like, fuck, this day is really fucked up now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it, it really had me a situation like, Whew, shit. Uh, what? Mm, I 
I think someone else should talk. <laughs> I'm going to be quiet. I think someone else should talk. But that, hey. that shows, go ahead, you got it. I shall be. No, you guys can go ahead. It's just for me, it's a, um, it hits home for me because Malcolm is like, he is literally my brother. And I never cared for the girl at all. Never liked her from a moment I met her. She just never sat right with me. And then he waited years after this happened to actually tell me this. So it was just like, what made you stay in a sense? So that was always my question is, what made you feel like you had to do marriage that way? Well, it, it goes back to, and this is just something I just started to accept as I started like going to counseling and stuff, um, is that's all I knew. I'd been there since I was 19 years old, like going from my mom passing at 18, going to Bama State, as soon as I finished, as soon as I graduated high school, I'd be looking down there like that, no Bama State, bro. I'll see your face down there, Kay. i see your face down there. You know what's up around here. You know how we do it around this thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I already read. But um, going from that to that to that, and that was like my next move in life, and I just went forward. So like, that's all I knew. What you know? What else am I gonna do? So. This is Mystique. This is Mr. Everlasting. And we are your hosts of the Safe Word Podcast. Safe Word. Y'all be sure to tune in to us every first and third Friday on SoundCloud. Go like and share and subscribe that Facebook page at the Safe Word Pod. As well as go look us up on Instagram, the Safe Word Podcast 69, for all our giveaways, lives, and other amazing multiplicitous information. Get ready for salacious material, y'all. Hey. So I'm going to say this. So I, I kind of had a similar situation. Um, but like from my, my stance, it was, it was like trying to make something work because like, here it was like, I, okay, so I eloped and uh, there was only like four people there. Uh, Jeremy was one of them. He was my best man. Hey, look at that. So, uh, so I eloped because like my family necessarily didn't see what I saw, but they probably they saw some other stuff that I didn't see either. So uh, that was one of the things where um, here I was like making this decision, especially when you make this decision as an adult, you don't want to admit that you're wrong in the decision that you've made. And, and then also, like, I think some people don't realize that not all the time is it all just bad stuff. So like you, you'll have those bad moments or those rough patches, but then the good moments are also something that helps out as well, but it doesn't, it doesn't make it any better. But like me, I had that determination that like, no matter what, cause my, my folks got divorced and, and I was just like, I'm gonna make this work. You know what I mean? Because communication can do it and things like that. But you also have to realize that the person either doesn't want to be there or if they do, and if they do, then they, they make those decisions. So it's a, it's a level of accountability, but you can't, you can't dictate how somebody else feels in that situation. And both stories kind of bring up the question, I guess the conversation, um, you know, they say guys are usually slower to forgive. Uh, like we can't take as much as women can. So I guess that's the question to everybody from the night. Do y'all agree with that? Does, does Malcolm's story, does Wyatt's story show that 
men really will put up with, I guess you could say BS, we will forgive and we will kind of have the same type of emotion that women have as far as forgiving or no. Because, I mean, I think sometimes it's more of a, just, I guess, a common stigma instead of actually the truth, because I know a lot of guys who put up with BS. So what y'all think? I think it just depends. Um, I don't make it a sex thing. I feel like it depends on which person wanted the person more. So, for example, if I'm over here looking at Batman, but Superman want me, if I end up with Superman, I'm not going to value him as much as I value Batman. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's based on value. So in both of their situations, that just meant that they valued the woman more than the woman valued them. Just like in a lot of cases with women, that's what we're trying to say, is we feel like the man didn't value us as much as we valued them. We put our everything into him as opposed to him put putting in the same thing into me. It, it doesn't, it's not balanced. It has to be balanced for there to be the actual positive love that people seek out of the relationship. Let me post the and, question there. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lauren. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted to kind of piggyback off of uh, what she said. Um, for me, it seems like I don't think that they don't take a lot. I just think that they don't forgive. You know how women, we can get heartbroken and we'll jump back in there and be like, well, it's a thousand more men in the sea. I got to find that one. Men be like, nah, screw women. I don't want to do this again. My life is over kind of thing. Or I'm going to be a dog from now on because I'm not going to let somebody else break my heart. So that's what I mean by they can't take, they can't take what we can take. You know what I'm saying? They may get their feelings hurt and they can endure a lot. But to me, I feel like they can't take the heartbreak as much. You see what I'm saying? They don't start over as many times as we will. I, I can agree with that. I often say that um, men uh, have to do with the pride issue because we're built that way. We're taught not to deal with emotions. I talk about that frequently. Uh, men and Wyatt have both seen each other through horrible situations and horrible relationships. So we've seen each other rise and fall. And that's something that I'm thankful because I think it, it has a lot to do with who you surround yourself with. You got to have that somebody that can let you know that, hey, those are red flags, man. And if you decide to stop or if you decide to, you know, longer, no longer be with this person, you can proceed forward. Um, I know forget Wyatt and one of my other fat brothers told me when I broke up with my girl of like two and a half years and we were living together. Um, he told me, no matter what, we're going to dust you off and put you back on the road, bro. And that stuck with me. So that meant everything to me. So just as a, a point that I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like it has to do with who you surround yourself with. And, and it also has a point of, just being able to make sure that, that you put things in perspective as well. Because a lot of times, like, we, and men and women both have to look at it this way, but like, um, it's also who you tell about your business to, because if everybody knows that this person cheated on you, and then you go back to them, it makes it a whole lot more difficult, because then, then you have everybody else's opinion in your mind to a certain degree versus just having your stuff together because not everybody knows the situation. And even if say, for instance, like if you cheat with, if somebody cheats on you and you try to get back together with them, it makes it more difficult for, for everybody in your circle, everybody in your family to get back, you know, on that good, even playing field with them. If, 
if they know that you you've disrespected or you haven't treated them as well as they should have been treated. Is that is that church? Because I felt like <laughs> everybody got quiet. <laughs> amen, amen. All right. Well, can um, I ask a question though? Yeah, by all means. So I feel like there's certain reasons to cheat. I think sometimes, uh, or there are certain reasons that are given for cheating. Like some people say that it's more of a, like, you know how they say now that men cheat is more of a physical thing, but if a woman cheats, it's more of an emotional thing. I, I wanted to get everyone's perspective on that. I guess I'll go first then. <laughs> So um, for me, back in the day, you know, before I got married, thank you, Lord, I've been saved. Um, it became it was became a game to me. I grew up, and I always dated like the flashy guy. I guess not on purpose. That's just who I guess flocked to me, and I always dated the one that everybody else wanted. So while everybody else wanted him, I was basically they didn't know that I was dealing with different females calling my phone like 24 seven um, people threatening me just because the, to be with them. They didn't know everything that I was enduring. I was getting cheated on. And I think the most, the hardest part was my mom loved them. She didn't know anything because I didn't want my mom to say, you know, if I decided to go back, I didn't want her to say anything. And he would, when he cheated or something, he would buy me gifts. So I was just spoiled right now. I mean, I would get everything. And I mean, I was mentally and emotionally abused and he would buy gifts or he would just pop up the house with food or something. My mom would just let him in, not knowing that he had just slept with like two other girls, you know what I'm saying? And I dealt with that at 18. I dealt with it um, until I said, you know, um, screw it. Um, to where I eventually had to get a restraining order when he popped up, you know, at my college. Um, and after I just couldn't deal with it anymore, but it became a game. He taught me to play a game. Um, when I started cheating, it was because I got bored quick. It was because, um, I wanted to do it before you did it to me, you know, and I had to get out of that because I didn't want to be that person in my marriage, but through for a long time, I cheated because I didn't want to do, I didn't, I didn't want to go through that again. I didn't want to put my heart all into something again, even though I would love that person. I didn't want to put my heart all into that person again to allow them to break me down like they did before. So that was my, excuse me, my take on it. Oh, I feel like I can relate to what she just said because I definitely feel like that's my situation now. I get comfortable with people to a certain point and then like she said, I just get so so afraid to even consider, you know what I'm saying, going beyond a certain point that I like just fall back. I just go completely AWOL. And I've been doing that for the last few years. I don't know if it's, I've called it mild PTSD. It could be, but I don't know if that's the actual term for it. But I feel like a lot of us go through that. And I feel like men, I feel like that relates more to what he was saying about the men. I feel like men actually do go through that mild PTSD after they get their heart broken, especially when it's young and especially when it's like the first or second girlfriend, the real girlfriend. That cuts so deep that it's like, why even try? Why even, you know what I'm saying? Why even get back in there? Because if she broke me down to this point, what if somebody break me down to even worse than where I am and I'm not able to rebuild from that? So I, I can definitely relate to what she just said, 100%. When I was, um, 
when I was younger, like teenage, like a teenager, my mom always told me like, oh, don't be one of the girls that date a lot of guys, talk to a lot of guys. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I should be with this one person. And I didn't um, see past that. I never knew it was okay to date other people, not have sex, but date. So that didn't translate. Well, my mother was not a good communicator. So um, I remember being in a relationship. I was like 17, 18 at the time. And I think I cheated because I was like smothered, never experienced nothing, anything else. And at the time, I didn't know that like that was kind of toxic. The person I was with was toxic because they didn't want me to experience anything without them. So when I went off to college, I was like, man, I'm free as other people here. I ain't never really talked or looked at other guys. So it was just like, you know, I saw eye candy. I saw other guys that, you know, that were not just attracted to me, but it was of the interest I had outgrown the person I was with. And later in life, when I have cheated, it's because um, just experience some being in relationships with people that have cheated on you. And you're like, you know what? It's like you start playing a game. And that's when, they get, that's when your feelings are really hurt, when you get to the point where you want to play a game with this person, that back and forth, but you don't know how to let go and let things go. Um, but now, I mean, I don't, I don't go through all of that now. I'm over 30 and it's just like, I don't, I don't have the time and I'm looking for something else. So if I'm not getting it, I just let you go rather than play games and go back and forth and, and cheat. But um, I think with women cheating, most of the time, you know, is more emotional. And men, I tend to think like it's physical, like they just, they can be detached. You may think this man has all these feelings invested in this woman when now nah, it was just, you know, it was new cat. <laughs> like, that's all he wanted to do, it was just something new. But, you know, women, we take it more personal because we feel like, oh, my God, you're giving her this time. You're giving her emotions. You must love her. You must care about her. Well, sometimes it don't, be all, it don't even be all of that. Um, I, I, I'm not going to speak for women, but I will say for men, uh, in 2020, it's easy to cheat. It's so much access. Like, if you post a chick now, you're going to get probably six DMs from chicks shooting they shot just because you got a girl um so just imagine everybody either daddy uncle or somebody got some some type of child that, that don't belong to your mama like in that family like i know i got an uncle with probably two kids that not with my auntie because they they were triggered off back then so imagine how easy it is to trigger off now when you got seven backups in your phone and five backups in your dms uh and some men don't even need a reason to cheat i mean you got everybody has that friend or homeboy or no men just gonna cheat because they can and they gonna cheat they get away with it until they get caught uh, and get a, pretty much a wake up call. So you can't say it's physical, but really it's access and because they not doing nothing else, they got time and because they can really. But it, it is physical too because I mean most men just want you know like she said new cat and if it's there, why not? And they're not getting caught, then they gonna do it most of the time. Um, I won't say what after what he said that was me I knew I'm not gonna it wasn't emotional for me I learned how to think like a man I learned how to um do it just the physical like he said I was like oh okay they like me let me go bloop, bloop, bloop. let me go do this because I can that that became me 